Facebook, like, hey, we're live, which I will be going live here in like five seconds. Let's Do go. you have any last words? Uh, no. Sh- should I? Uh, All the no things kidding. I want to talk about, I want to be on the live stream. Sweet. Uh, working on live stream, updating settings, boom, bam, bing. Bing, bong, boom. All right. And let I me. I see my face. There ah. we go. Hi, me. Hi, I'm going to go over past to me. Twitter really quick. Send us over there. What up? Your hair looks great, by the way. Thank you. It has a lot of product in it. Oh, no. That is our first real live thing right there. Bam. The, okay, so the first Discord's live been posted. Burp. Discord's been posted. Twitter's been posted. Um, let me make sure I have this going on. You just muted yourself, I'm guessing. Fantastic. I'm going to get us on here really quick. Yeah, I figured you guys didn't want to hear me uh, blow my nose. Ken, do you have us up on your screen? <clears throat> yeah, I do. Can you hear us? Mine's doing the little loading thing. I... Uh, I have it muted, so let me see. Ooh, I just, I just, it came through. It was buffering. There we go. Yep, yep, it's there. <laughs> yeah. Too much audio so stimuli. Sheesh. Almost immediately. <sighs> All right, folks. Uh, welcome <laughs> to our that. first live podcast. We're super excited to do this because it's episode 40, um, and we're actually hoping to continue to grow our Twitch channel as well. So, and I may have been sick on Friday, which propagated this whole thing anyway, because I got a really nasty bug last week and have been literally like just dying for the last like five days. But it wasn't the vid. It wasn't the vid. Um, everyone around me is totally fine. Like I interacted with a ton of people on Monday and Wednesday and I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. I got sick. Um, don't know what it is, but hide your kids, hide your wife and everybody's fine. So how does it feel that your immune system is just like kind of a weenie being a weenie hut junior is really hard <laughs> tumness get out of there is tumness being a a, a raccoon oh, you, you can't see it on the live stream but uh yeah he's skulking in the background he's like no one's paying attention to me i'm gonna get into trouble let me tell you what this has nothing to do with ahsoka but man black labs are crazy they are <laughs> they're insane. They're they're n- they're not many Aussies, but he when he wants to stand up, like he's getting into all sorts of trouble. And he's like he is an expert at breaking dishes. He's taking dishes out of the sink, dropping them on the floor, shattering them, and then licking them off and not cutting himself. And he's done this a lot. What a wild dog. He's so smart. He, he's gotten to the point where he jumped up on our oven and knocked the salt down and just ate a bunch of salt. Like, he licked a little bit off the floor. You can see, like, a cut, like two or three lick marks. And then he was like, that's disgusting. It's like, you're dumb. <laughs> like, you're and also really too dangerous dog. for himself. Like, oh, that's, my gosh. That's wild. Well, thankfully, I don't. We don't have to take him out to walk him anymore because we have a yard. But it's not a big yard. <laughs> uh, 
we don't have big yard money. We have little tiny yard money and it's just full of poop. I scoop every single day and I'm just like, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. It's it's obnoxious. Anyway, we should probably talk about Star Wars and not dog poop. I like it. Let's do it. Um, where the heck is our chat? I want to I want to I want to open the chat. Uh Am I green? I'm green. Welcome to talk about Tatooine. I'm Andrew. I'm Nathan. And we're twin brothers here to bring you what's new in nerddom and give colorful commentary on our favorite subjects. Welcome to our cantina. Grab a drink and settle in as we set course for realities beyond our own. Cheers. Welcome everyone to episode 40. Today's recording date is August 27th. We are almost done with summer. Actually, officially to our calendars, we are done with summer because my wife goes back to work tomorrow. And she works in the school system. Yeah. So yeah. she's super happy about that. Um, but yeah, today's the 27th. Uh, this is going to be released on the 28th. So basically tomorrow in audio form. And mm-hmm. y'all are not going to get a clean edit like you normally do. So you guys are getting a live <laughs> uncut footage uh, because I love uncut you all. I don't have time. Uncensored. No, it's not going to be rated R. Don't worry, guys. And it's going to uh, be a hard PG. It's don't like that. Um, <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about the two part premiere of Ahsoka for episode 40. I think like, first of all, I'm kind of amazed that we're in, we've done 40 episodes now and I'm really excited that we're talking about Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, so let's go off with one of our uh, starter questions. I would like to ask you the starter question because you always yes. ask me the starter question. Yes. Um, if you could okay. start another warhammer army what would it be i wanted to ask this one here's the thing uh i play space marines as you can see behind me uh it's just a sea of blue it is not ultramarines let me make that very clear i am not an ultramarines blue smurf i'm a different kind of smurf it's different different. and yes the base is still mccrag blue (laughs) it's a good shade it is a good shade however Recently, I've been seduced by the powers of chaos. I'll hail the plague, Father. Uh, also, chaos knights are dope. I want to. I want to do either Death Guard, Chaos Demons, with a uh, focus on Nurgle, or Chaos Knights, or all of the above. And the thing I think I want to do the most is Chaos Knights because I have enough magnets to where I could probably magnetize them so i could play them imperial or chaos uh that would be super cool i would love that for you be a little obnoxious for you my one of my primary opponents but uh i run a pretty heavy mech army so adding an imperial knight would be huge uh, i like being able to use my old stuff i like the fact that imperial knights can be brought in as allies so i i currently have Five Dreadnoughts, Lionel Johnson, an Impulsor, and a Repulsor Executioner. So it's a very tank-heavy, mech-heavy Space Marine list. Uh, I haven't actually built Lionel Johnson. I haven't done any hobbying since I moved into my new house. So, uh, But that's my answer, is Knights slash Chaos. I love that answer for you. I love Chaos. I think they are super awesome. However, I would have to go... Mm. Mm. This is actually a really hard one because I feel really torn between a couple of different armies. Can I guess which ones? I I think I know which ones you would like. I have 
Here, let me let me fortify my mind really quick. I have two main answers that I would like to go with. Okay, here are the two main armies I think you're thinking of. So this is live twin telepathy. I'm using my powers. Tau Votan. Wrong and wrong. Frick! <laughs> uh, recently, I have been wanting to get into Imperial Guard. Oh, okay. My biggest hesitation with Imperial Guard is the model count because I'm running an orc yeah. army right now and the model count is killing me because there's so many. I have like behind me um, my lamp right here and on the base <laughs> of the lamp is I love all, lamp. Of my, all of my finished minis. There's only like 10. And <laughs> <laughs> love that. And I've only finished like 10 out of like 100 models but if I went Imperial Guard, I would want to go like a mechanized yes. Imperial Guard. I want vehicles. I want tanks. I just want something that doesn't die almost immediately. If it wouldn't be that, it would be Chaos Knights because I would love to just be able to put like one or two units on the field and just like not have to worry about like running like 17 different uh, squads at the same time. The masculine urge to buy a legion of Astra Militarum tanks is so real. Yeah, I saw some Baneblade proxies on Etsy today, and I was like, oh, I really want to get some of these. And it was like a hundred bucks. And so I was like, ah, hundred's pretty reasonable. But I'm like, no, birthday's coming up in about like a few weeks, so I can't, I'm not allowed to buy any Warhammer. You are not but allowed I, to buy anything. I'm on a Warhammer freeze until, actually kind of for the rest of the year, because uh, our parents tend to buy gifts very, very early. So I'm not allowed to yeah. buy any Warhammer for the next foreseeable future. Unless it's something <laughs> I have not told anybody I want. So. Or, if you want to buy something, let me know, because our family has a Discord, and we talk about what we're going to buy each other, and I set it up in such a way that the person who we're talking about is does not have access to that channel. It's very nice. It's very nice. It's extremely convenient. Instead of having, like, ten Facebook threads open we just have one discord server and we can confidently and confidentially share with the rest of the family what are we getting for that person we don't have to be secretive with a million text chains it's all in the same place and to this day no one has accidentally posted in the wrong channel <laughs> and that's pretty amazing honestly so with that, we're going to go into our spoiler warning and um, just a quick thank you to all of everyone who's like watching currently. So biggest thing is to make sure you guys like and subscribe if you guys are seeing this on YouTube. If you guys are watching this on Twitch right now, please hit us with a follow. We need followers to hit the affiliate mark and that would be awesome. We would love you forever if you did. And you. biggest thanks to our top patrons. Now our Patreon has a lot of cool options and doodads and what sits and all that fun stuff so basically if you do sign up and you guys support us for easy for as little as five dollars a month you guys can get access to our discord server which you do get lifetime access um, we just did a giveaway where we gave away not one not two but three different lightsabers um, a blue one a green one and a red one uh, just they all kind of turned to be different colors which was awesome they were and mystery make sure you guys boxes. check 
yeah, make sure you guys check our Instagram so you guys can see all of those. Those are really fun. And we're planning on doing more of those as well. We also have game servers as well. So if you're a Minecraft fan, we have a Minecraft Realm, a TAT Prime Realm, which if you see us going live on Twitch, that is the realm that we play on. So you guys can get yeah. access to that. Biggest thanks to our top patrons, Mike May, Isaac Young, and Luke Skywalker. Thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts. And with that, we're going to get into our spoiler warning today. We are talking about episodes one and two of Ahsoka. So if you guys have not watched them, bail out now. Um, it's literally in the title, Ahsoka better than Andor? Question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. Episode 40 live, so it's very obvious we're talking about Ahsoka. So yes, please bail out now. It, hit the eject button if you guys have not seen it. But if you guys have and you'd like to join in the conversation, that's why we're doing this on Twitch, because this way you guys can actually post your comments live and then we can react to them as well. And then we'll just throw all, throw that all up onto YouTube later. So it's going to be a very, very good time. Mm. Let's see. So let's get into it. You've been warned. Now we're going to spoil some stuff. In a Indeed. galaxy far, far away, we pick up with the disparate members of Phoenix Squadron, where they left off at the end of Star Wars Rebels. It's a little unclear how much time has passed. We haven't really gotten a, like, a firm idea, because it, it, from what I can tell, it's not right after Rebels, even though there's some literal scene recreations from the animation to live action. But we see Hera has risen to the rank of General. Ezra is still missing, and we don't know if he's alive. Ahsoka and Sabine are kind of at odds after the two split up at a failed attempt at Jedi training, leading many fans to wonder whether Sabine is Force-sensitive? Zeb has yet to be seen on the Ahsoka show, but we know his path has led him to be a pilot in the New Republic Navy. And then finally, the memory of Kanan sits really heavy in our hearts as we see Sabine take up her mantle as a Mandalorian and a Jedi learner and beat-for-beat uh, beat mimics Kanan's hair-cutting hair ceremony as a symbol of her determination to save Ezra and Phoenix Squadron, which is now what we're doing. Also, Chopper's fine. He's the same. His kill count is probably over 100,000 at this point. Uh, oh, he's probably dude, got so many. Yeah. We love Chopper. Um, I, I will say... Like, we we ahead, do know that I will say that we do know that this is around the same time as the Mandalorian. So we're dealing with the yes. Imperial Remnant mm -hmm. and not First Order currently. Correct. So we're in that time window of ten to twenty years or something. I forgot how much exact time passes, but it's written down it's somewhere. A, it's a good amount of time. So yeah, we're going to start off, guys. We like to start all of our episode reviews off with a few different things. So we do like a rating 1 out of 10. We do our favorite moments. We do a theory recap, which if you guys listen to, I think it was episode 39 or 38. Um, we basically laid out all of our theories for Ahsoka and what we thought it might be. So make sure you guys tune in to those. And so you can actually see if we were correct or not. And then we'll share some just other fun facts about this as well. So, Andrew, go ahead and hit us with your rating, 1 out of 10, for episodes 1 and 2 of Ahsoka. Sure thing. Um, I gave episode 1 a 7, and I gave episode 2 an 8. So, I really liked them. Uh, there was definitely some things I didn't like, but they didn't detract from my overall experience so much that it ruined it for me, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, there's a certain amount of 
tropes you can introduce into an episode. Uh, but as long as it's good, it's like, do whatever you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. How about you? So I gave these a seven and a seven. Okay. And really, so I will say there is a big disconnect between how hyped I was for Ahsoka than how hyped everyone else was because the hype level was like off the chart for like everybody, which mm -hmm. is awesome. I'm really excited. People are excited about Star Wars. I'm here yes. for it. So, so good. Super, super excited for that. So excited. However, I don't think this was better than Andor episode one and two so far. And so I needed to rate it accordingly. However, that being said is with these episodes being about a seven and seven, keep in mind, I have watched these two times already. I have watched both episodes Same. over already. Yep. Um, I'm really enjoying them, but I'm also anticipating the story arc to ramp up. I'm anticipating this being part of the rising action to getting some really cool stuff done. Although I will not lie. I love some of the lore that they're putting down. Like yeah. I'm super, super excited about that so far. So yeah, seven and a seven so far. I really don't have that many qualms. I just think it's kind of slow. I saw a lot of fan feedback that everyone was very upset with how stoic Ahsoka is. And I think it's fair that she's stoic so far because she's seen some stuff. Like, Sure. It's a protection mechanism. Because she's, she's, you have to remember, she's a veteran of the Clone Wars and the Galactic Civil War at this point. Like, she has seen a lot of her friends die. She has a huge amount of responsibility as um, what was Fulcrum during the Galactic Civil War. She's seeing the Jedi Order potentially starting to regrow itself. She probably has mixed feelings about that. Um, she never got to finish her training, and now she's expected to train someone else. Like, there's just a lot on her plate, and people are like, why is she not, like, the peppy little like, uh, Togruta she used to be? And I'm like, she's not. Like, she's, she's a grown... She's a, she's a grown-ass woman now. So um, you have to take that into consideration. And I think I like what they're doing. And I'm hoping that they'll start with a kind of a hard outer exterior. And they'll crack that as we go through. So For sure. I, I really hope they do that. One of my criticisms, uh, I would say I docked each of the episodes a point for kind of its pacing. Um, it is a little slow. Uh, I wanted it to be faster. Um, but I can understand how people who didn't watch Star Wars Rebels and maybe don't live in the lore as much as we do, um, that the pacing was probably a little better for them. It, it's, I, I think once I became aware of the slow pacing, I was like, but let's speed it up just a little bit. But yeah, I totally agree. Uh, that slow pacing, as long as it crescendos into that climax, I think we're going to be in a really good place. Um, I I did dock. An, I would have given episode one an eight, uh, but I didn't like the star map. Visually appealing. They The CGI is great on it. Uh, it's a fun little trinket. Um, but I had I had a couple issues with it because this it's this is now a uniquely Star Wars trope as someone has gone away to a different part of the galaxy. But good thing there's a map. <laughs> it is becoming a trope now, isn't it? It totally is because there was Luke Skywalker, Exegol, and now this map. Like 
It's like, come on, guys. It's happened <laughs> it's, a couple times. It's happened a couple times, and it's. I just wish they wouldn't do that anymore, which is a little frustrating because the star map beats really match from what we saw in Knights of the Old Republic back in, like, what was that, 2002? Long time ago, over 20 years. A great story. A near-perfect story. So, it's... and, And that's where we see kind of this struggle between, like, has this been used too much already... Or do we want to bring some of the some of these old beats back while still keeping it fresh? Overall, I think Dave Filoni is killing it. That that uh, overall the the star map thing is a minor tweak. It's a minor thing. Um, we don't give any show on this podcast a ten. So yeah, <laughs> that's not, kind of, out not of the yet. A ten has not been given yet. Yeah, this is not IGN where they dish out tens like it's nobody's business. Uh, we do not do that. <laughs> That's fair. Let's get into some of our favorites of the episode. You have a lot written down here, and I have a lot written down in my head, which I means like it. I didn't prepare very well. Hey, Hit no us worries. with your favorite moments, please. So easily my favorite moments was from episode... Uh, I, I should say my favorite moment from episode one was weirdly enough when St- Sabine gets stabbed because a lot of people like at first I was like, no, she's dead. And then I went back and like remembered I was like, a- as I was going into episode two, I watched the recap. I should say I didn't go back. It showed me it is mm-hmm. she gets stabbed off center to the right. Um, so or sorry. Uh, yeah. Off center. Yeah. Off center to the right, which means she could totally have survived that. So, like a lot of people were making immediately made like Quagon memes and they were like <laughs> sitting in as a force ghost like what is this this is like, garbage Quagon, why are you so weak everyone else gets stabbed in the stomach and you got nothing like okay well, who who all gets stabbed or shot in the stomach and doesn't die the uh inquisitor lady whose name i forgot so sorry um Ming-Na Wen's character uh oh she got real bad she got like Fennec gut Shand. shot, Fennec Shand, uh, and now Sabine. It's all women. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Quagon's not a woman. <laughs> oh no! Um, oh but no! So, so she got stabbed basically through her liver, and that's if we were to make a tier list of organs <laughs> to be stabbed through, liver is S tier because it regrows really, really fast. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you can transplant, you can like give people your liver, um, part of your liver, and then it's like used as liver transplants. And it essentially, if you're a match, you get a liver transplant. They basically cut off part of your liver, they give it to somebody else, and it regrows to the entire thing. It's actually a fairly like unique organ in that way. So the fact that she got stabbed through with a weapon that cauterizes, so it didn't cause a lot of internal bleeding and it didn't hit her spinal cord means that most likely they had to repair a few ribs, regrow her liver, which in a universe where we have Bacta, totally survivable. Totally possible. Yeah. Totally possible. My brain was like, no, she's dead. They immediately wake up in episode two and you're like, well, she's not dead. She's like the main character. Yeah. Second, she's, yeah. And I was like, wait, no, she can't be dead right now. That would be, that would be ballsy for Disney to do. And... I was like, no, wait, yeah, she got stabbed in the liver. It's totally fine. To be fair, like, using an energy weapon, why would you ever stab? Like, 
this happens a lot of different places. So it happens to Quagon, it happens to um, now Sabine and a lot of other people who have stab wounds. If you don't hit them through the heart, like the brain or the lungs, something that is going to cause either almost immediate death or immediate death, um, you're, you're using an energy weapon. Stab in, slide to the side, and you've just like filleted them open. Um, f- sorry. Uh, I say that because I watched too much Hobbit. Filleted them open. And <laughs> my filleting knife. <laughs> you got it. Thank you. Um, this is what happens when you're a twin. And that's basically like a better way to kill somebody. Um, but you have to keep in mind that like Jedi kill or Jedi are, they, they have a certain elegance to their fighting. Remember, the lightsaber is an elegant weapon for a more mm-hmm. civilized aged. So, so I, I have a question for you then. Okay. So first off, the distinction you made that the place where she got stabbed matters because in my stupid brain, I was like, yeah, she got stabbed in the stomach. Qui-Gon got stabbed in the stomach. She should be dead. But so Qui-Gon's stab wound immediately killed him. Um, is that because it hit his heart or his spine? Uh, so based on where he gets stabbed, it like hits him center mass and then kind of like goes up. Like, oh. so even if it didn't hit a major organ, like right away, it most likely paralyzed him because it severed his spine. So isn't there a major artery that runs along the spine too? There's quite a few. So oh, no. most likely a lot of his body stopped getting blood almost right away. Um, oh, and there no. was probably a lot of blood clotting. So yeah, he, I mean, he's alive long enough to, to whisper to Obi-Wan, but it's, it's, that's a pretty terrible way to die. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. So, follow-up question. Do you think Shin Hattie, the not-Jedi, uh, the... Bangs lady. Know, the Bangs... <laughs> Savage. Um, she's great. <laughs> just, no, she, that's, she's That's great. how I remember it. She has very iconic, like, bleach blonde hair, and it, with the bangs, that's how I remember it. Yes. Um, she has a very... Sisters of Battle, Adeptus Sororitas haircut. Not going to say how I feel about that because I'm not going to incriminate myself. But do you think she stabbed Sabine in such a way on purpose to like not make it fatal? Just to, because she's totally toying with her that entire fight. She's saying, like, I'm better than you. This is barely worth my time. I think. Here's the thing. I think they needed Sabine to get stabbed, but I think they needed her to survive. Um, Or she wanted to stab her in a way that was non-lethal enough that she could potentially die of her wound. Because it's still still a pretty, like, injurious wound. That's pretty bad. But... I don't don't know if I have a good answer for that. I just... That's fine. I'm like, I think they just needed to... I, I think they needed a cliffhanger and I think they did it in a way that is the most believable so far. Um, and it could have been that she, um, cause yeah. she was in a little bit of a rush there at the end. Like she needed to get away. She was toying with Sabine. If I remember correctly, she needed to like kind of skedaddle out of the scene. There was yep. some, there was some urgency there. So, um, it could have been a, uh, could have been a mistake as well. Yeah. Interesting point. What was your favorite parts of episodes one and two? Episode one, it is the uh, self-destructing droid sequence. Because at first they're like self-destruct and they sit there for a couple seconds. She has time to run away. And I was like, 
this is stupid. Like, explode immediately, you dummies. What's going on? And then she keeps running for kind of a long time. And I go, what's, what's happening? What's happening? And my thoughts exactly. My thoughts exactly. I, I turned to my wife. I was like, what kind of grenades were those? That was awesome. She like barely makes it. I was like, oh my gosh. Because I assumed they were thermal detonators. Those were like tactical nuclear warheads. That's probably exactly what they were. Is some sort of proton oh. bomb. Oh, I, yeah. I was like, oh, that is insane. That is crazy. Um, that that was Very my cool. episode one. I really liked it. Honestly, all the combat is awesome. It's um, been really good so far. The they do such a good job of showing how powerful Ahsoka is because when she's fighting. Maroc, I think is what his name is. Yeah, uh, the so. Inquisitor, the leftover Inquisitor, essentially. Who's my guess? That's totally Galen Merrick. Uh, I totally subscribe to that fan theory. I'm getting off track. Who's that but, again? Remind me. Jog my memory, please. Star Killer. Thank you. Because Sam Witwer is in the credits for Ahsoka. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I I need it. I need it. <laughs> so Sam Witwer, if you guys don't know, he has played so many characters. He has played the brother from uh, the Gods of Mortis arc. He has played Darth Frickin' Maul. He has played uh, Star Killer, and I'm sure he's done probably a lot of other different, like min more minor voice acting roles. But oh. <laughs> He killed it as Maul, killed it as Starkiller. What's his last name again? Sam Witwer. W-I-T-W-E-R. Also, I love that he looks exactly <clears throat> like Starkiller in the video game. They were basically like, hey, you're a handsome dude. We're going to put you in the video game. <laughs> you're, not even, like, you're not even doing a voiceover. Like, we want you in the game. Like, you are yeah, the main like, character. We're, we're just going to capture your face. Which I'm, I love that they do that. Like the same thing goes for Battlefront. Like Javina, Janina Gavankar. I'm totally probably butchering that. She, she's attractive. She killed it. She did a great job. The story didn't do her any favors, but she did a great job. And she reads the audiobook of Inferno Squad. Nice. She narrates it. Super fun. Highly recommend. Which we talk a lot about in our Discord book club. Which you get access to via our Patreon. Plugged. Got him. Got him. Let's talk about some theory. So we laid down some theory, some real nice theory. Um, I basically gave everyone a... Uh, mine was I had an easy, a medium, and a hard. Kind of like the predictability of what yes. I thought how easily these things would happen. My first theory, which is my easy level, they found Ezra. Yep, cool. I'm like, I don't think they're going to go through this series and not find Ezra. I think that's just like a nail on the head. <laughs> yes. So that would be that, awkward if they didn't. Yeah, they find Thrawn, but not Ezra. Although that would be a little bit of a twist and it would be fun. I liked my expectations being subverted. My medium level one is I think Ezra learns about some new force powers. Oh, that'd be so cool. So I think wherever he's at... Uh, along the Perdian Way, or Per... Is it Perdian? Perdian Way? Peridia. Peridian. 
Peridian which is way. not the Mer- beacon of Meridia, which is a Skyrim thing. Yes. Uh, and then my hard, my least likely prediction, my level three yes. prediction is Zeb dies specifically because Thrawn kills Zeb. I don't even want to, I, I don't even like talking about it. That would make me so sad. Zeb is awesome. He's so cool. Everything about, like, he's he's like a hairless Wookiee without being, like, this abomination, you know? He's pretty awesome. Which I uh, think they're going to use that and pull at the audience heartstrings. I think they're they're going to do, do him dirty at the end. That would really, really hurt me. Yeah, it would hurt everybody. Uh, let's see. So here were my theories. Uh, I don't think any of mine... Actually, no. I'm pretty confident some of mine have been uh, discounted. Although it didn't totally sink my notes, which is a little unfortunate. Um, That's all right. So I said Sabine will die. This is in a previous episode. I'm guessing Sabine will die. I'm guessing Chopper will die. I'm guessing Thrawn will live. I'm guessing the Star Forge or something similar to, like very similar to the Star Forge from Knights of the Old Republic 1 will be in this. I think they go to a different galaxy. They discover the weird reptile people, maybe, uh, and they find the Star Forge. And Thrawn is creating a, a new Katana fleet from that Star Forge, maybe. Um, I also said they would find the Katana fleet, like the actual Katana fleet, not just one he makes. Uh, The original Katana fleet, if you guys aren't aware, uh, it is a Legends fleet where all of, of like several hundred Clone Wars era dreadnoughts get slaved together, meaning if one lead dreadnought like jumps into hyperspace the rest of them will automatically follow it so you don't have to do the same calculation 200 times you only have to do the calculation one time saves a lot of computing power right and what happened was is that in the clone wars there was some sort of like sickness that broke out amongst katana fleet or which is also called the dark force and like all the people die and they make like a random jump into hyperspace as like the captain descends into madness or something and then like then he dies on the other side transmitting his position to no one so now there's a free fleet of 200 ships just waiting out in the void of space for whoever finds them and that is actually the storyline of the first Thrawn trilogy. Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, Last Command. Uh, along with that, I think I did guess that Balin Skull and Shin Hattie were clones from Mount Tantis. That's Oof. wrong. We know that Balin Skull is actually a remnant Jedi who survived the Purge. We don't know if Shin Hattie is a clone or not. She probably isn't. I'm probably wrong. But it's not definitive that she isn't. If I'm guessing there will be like kind of an offhand remark of where she came from. If it's actually a story beat that Shin Hattie is a clone from Mount Tantus, I think it's going to be a much bigger deal, but I don't think I'm right. I think I totally whiffed it on that one. I do hope Mount Tantus comes back into the game somehow. That would be awesome. Would be just so in favor of that. So I, I think that would be great. We also have, I think probably my favorite parts of this episode have actually been the lore that we see 
and there's there's kind of a lot especially in mm-hmm. episode two episode one doesn't really do a ton but episode or episode one doesn't do a ton but episode two has some lore in it because there's lots of name drops and there's lots so of many. lots of dots being connected yeah uh, you have tons of lore here, which I'm glad you went into the detail that you did, because I would have just mentioned like one little thing, be like, oh, this guy is a character from this game, blah, 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 and I would have been done. You did an excellent job. Please tell us about the Eye of Scion. So the Eye of Scion is the ship that they are basically going to be traveling on. We're really, really excited to see this. This ship is going to take our antagonists, uh, Balin Skull, Shin Hattie, and Morgan Elsbeth to the Peridia Galaxy through via the Peridian Way. Uh, The name of the ship is really what I want to get into here. And because Scion is the name of an ancient Sith Lord and... I think this is directly related to Darth Sion because Morgan Elsbeth is a night sister, so she's familiar with the history of the dark side. She's also vi- so cool that she's a night sister. That yes. is mm. Shift's kiss. It's really, really nice. So super excited about that. If you guys don't know who Darth Sion is, he is a legends Sith Lord who uh, basically was the embodiment of pain and hate. Darth Sion experienced many deaths, but was sus- actually sustained by the power of the dark side, literally holding his body back together. So he would die in combat literally just to get back up. Sion started on using the path of the dark side as a marauder. Now, back in the Sith Empire, there were different classes of Sith adept. You could be somebody that... Uh, specialized in more Sith sorcery and stealth, which would be a Sith mm-hmm. assassin. You had your Sith marauders, which basically they would have two lightsabers usually. Uh, they were adept at basically um, close combat, lightsaber They're combat. They were barbarians. They were barbarians. They would basically let, they would basically go into a, in a, into a, a red rage filled by the dark side, and that's what Scion was. So he was really, really good at killing Jedi, and he actually studied under originally Exar Kun, which is a really, mm, I want to go down that hole, but I don't think we have enough time. So keep in mind, Exar Kun died, and then Scion then was able to kind of like ascend the Sith ladder and begin to take power for himself, rising mm-hmm. to the rank of a Sith Lord. Scion would then form part of the Sith Triumvirate with Darth Treya and Darth Nihilus, two specifically different Sith Lords who kind of embodied different portions of the dark side. Mm-hmm. Now, all the, all of this being said, um, basically the Sith Triumvirate went on a murder spree of the Jedi. They actually were responsible for countless deaths as the Sith basically were working to re-knit themselves together after the Great Sith War because Revan was dead at this point. So there was nothing holding the Jedi Order together and the Sith Empire was trying to um, kind of take advantage of this. So the only reason Sion dies finally is because he actually runs into a outcast Jedi called Mitra Sirik. This is actually who you play as in Knights of the Republic 2. And upon getting killed multiple times, Mitra finally gets through to Sion and says, this is not worth you doing. You need to just give up. Uh, And Sion has a really weird kind of infatuation relationship with Mitra Sirik. 
listens to her and basically lets go of his hate and the wounds of his body finally take hold and he dies and he passes. Um, really, really cool story. Um, but it's all legends. So really, I'm very interested to see how much of this they canonize. And so I think that the eye of Scion being named the ship, I think this is very indicative of like, okay, they're going to, they're going to canonize some stuff in this. They're going to do nerd service to us and they're going to canonize some legends lore. So I'm very Mm. excited about that. Which has practical implications for our story, not just, oh, that's a cool person. I like them. I hope they're, they're mentioned again. It's like, no, if these characters existed, that means so does their, their knowledge and their abilities and whatever they worked on. Like some of the Sith were really super weird and a lot of them made holocrons of all of their exploits. So anything a previous Sith did, if they can, if someone else can find their holocron, for example, Ezra finds a Sith holocron and he does weird stuff with it. (laughs) He like sees the future or sees across space and time with it to find Obi-Wan of all people. So yeah, holocrons are cool. The Sith are cool. That's some good lore for me. The second point we get onto is the pathway to Peridia. Now they yes. mention this specifically, yes. and I wanted to point out a few different things because we get a star map. So star maps are confirmed. They are lore accurate now, and I actually think they did a really, really good job with the um, the relic that they found being <coughs> located into the ruins and everything was like all lined up. I thought that was awesome. But the pathway to Peridia, yeah, go ahead. I do, I, I'm signaling that I want to loop back to star maps when you're done with the path to Peridia. Sweet. Uh, What I was saying was the pathway to Peridia is the link from where we see the local cluster um, basically be connected to a distant galaxy. On the map, we see the representations of Pergil also surrounding the new galaxy as well. So this pathway to Peridia, and I don't know if you caught the uh, same route in Peridia and Pergil, so these are obviously related. And so I think whoever named and where a lot of these legends came from, they kind of knew that the Pergil were instinctively related to Peridia, potentially because Pergil are from Peridia is kind of my understanding, or they're they're linked in quite a bit. Um, but it's rumored mm-hmm. in Jedi le- legends to be a path set down between galaxies um, and the and it's known in legends that basically basically they're saying they're making a lot of assumptions that we as a listeners are filling in here and the lore is that the Pergil know how to travel this path so if they found this path which is known via legends that is why there's a map existing it's not just a Ezra left a map behind because he didn't leave a map behind however legends suggest of a map used by Pergil to go from one galaxy to the next. And if you have that representation, you have a map, right? Mm-hmm. So Ezra did not specific. My, my impression, my headcanon is that Ezra did not specifically leave a map behind for everyone to follow. It's just he took the Pergil and the Pergil follow the pathway to Peridia, which gotcha. has been at one point explored and is now set down in legends or old Jedi legends, according to the characters in the show. So, And because of yeah. Morgan Elsbeth's night sister heritage she knows at least of the map or where the the map is hidden because the night sisters found it that's a night sister site yeah but it so one of the things i actually wanted to talk about i don't know if you noticed but 
there were multiple instances of the Trinity symbol on a lot of the architecture. Uh, the map itself, the orb, had lots of like Trinity symbols on it. I did it, notice that, yes. Which also calling the giant hyperspace ring the Eye of Scion and the, their trio of Sith is called the Triumvirate. So it's like what what is he leading at? What like why why are we getting this symbolism? So you I don't think really have any theories for it, but Oh, I was gonna say, so you potentially think that this is a Sith related path. I was thinking this is a path related to the father, son, and daughter from It could be from it Mortis. Um, basically the scions of the force potentially um except that's s-c-i-o-n isn't it yeah different different scion you're right you're right so i won't get too ahead of myself but the trinity symbols immediately made me think of uh the forces of mortis so that's that's where my brain went right away which are which are the brainchild of dave filoni so it would kind of make sense that he's like hey everyone loves my stuff so much why don't we just write more about it well, when when you're in charge of your own show, you oh, can yeah. do whatever you want. Uh, do you have any other lore you'd like to add before we go into our last section and then news? I do not. Gotcha. So, with that, hit us with your least favorite part of the episodes so far, episodes one and two. Yeah, I kind of talked about it a little bit, and re- really it was the pacing. Um uh, specifically between uh, some of that tension between Sabine and Ahsoka, I'm kind of like, I've been anticipating this for so long that I'm like, just get to the point. I want to know. <laughs> so it it could just be like my impatience. I can't like relax and just like be along for the ride because the second time I watched it I really didn't I didn't really feel that way. The first time I was like I was like absorbing every single detail with so much scrutiny that it it almost kind of ruined it for me and that and actually my second watch through was a little bit better because like I don't know my butthole was less tight, you know? <laughs> it's like I got I'll just re- relax, relax. I, I think that did subvert a lot of expectations and the fact that we were... I was not expecting to come into the series with there being tension between Sabine and Ahsoka. Although, that was a huge surprise. Yeah. Um, I would say my least favorite part is pretty similar. You kind of mentioned it uh, earlier. Was actually the pacing was a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mentioned this earlier, but I, I kind of feel bad for Star Wars Andor. I feel like it didn't get the hype it deserved. And I think... People are responding more positively to Ahsoka than they did to Andor, but I think Andor episode one and two were. I think Andor started better. I like, so we'll see. Again, we're we're working through the progression and the narrative yeah. arc so far, but like, I think it's kind of unfair that Ahsoka got way more hype. But to be fair, and we've said this before, and we've heard this from people, is I, I shouldn't say I've said this because I was really excited for Andor, but Andor was the series a lot of people never asked for. Because people were like, hey, yes. Rogue One's a really good movie. That's awesome. No one asked for a spinoff of, a, of an anthology. Like, no one asked for that. Which I think is really accurate. I don't think anyone truly did. And then it blew everyone's minds because it was so freaking good. Yeah. Well, and I think people people were felt like they were ready to diss on Andor. But people do not feel that way about Ahsoka. They're like, no, every, everyone loves Ahsoka. She's like, probably one of the most beloved characters in Star Wars. Like yeah. ever. <clears throat> and, 
I'm a real boy. Thank goodness we're live. We're keeping that in. Uh, crap. But, but really, like, people were, like, I think hated on Andor pretty hard. Uh, I really liked the character of Cassie and Andor, so when it was announced, I did get a lot of that feedback. Like, nobody really asked for this. This isn't what the fans want. And then it ended up slapping. So it's like, let's all just relax. Like... <laughs> We, we all got mad when The Force Awakens was just A New Hope 2.0, so don't get mad when they give us new stuff. Let's just be happy and grateful, which is totally uh, hypocritical because I'm not always a happy, grateful person. Sometimes I'm salty and mean. What? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Ahsoka <laughs> is... It, it, yeah, it, it was a little bit... It felt jarring that it was so slow considering it there's so much hype i think they probably could have started but it was so artistic so i I'm, I'm really torn it's hard for me to say that the pacing was bad because it was artistic and thoughtful but really i'm like i want to see ahsoka cut people in half <laughs> she's gonna get some killing done for sure yeah also i think what could be potentially fun is we do an ahsoka ahsoka kill count for her uh <laughs> for her show do droids count? Yes. So she's at like five, I think. Five or six, yeah. Yeah. That could, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go back and I'll, I'll track her kill count. Sweet. All right, let's go into news from the Hollow Net here, guys. Yes. We've got some really fun like nerddom news coming out. Um, obviously, like we're in some really good nerddom news right now because Ahsoka came out. We're super excited yeah. about it. Woo! It's a good time to be a dork. It's a good time to be a dork. Absolutely. Andrew, hit us with some of those points. So, if you recall, Microsoft recently, relatively recently, purchased Bethesda Studio, Game Studio, and they are now releasing a game called Starfield, which is going to be, they are advertising it as the largest open world spacefaring game. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. As soon as I saw the gameplay trailer at uh, I think it was the Game Awards, or no, it might have been E3. Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, it looked awesome. It looks it awesome. Looks so good. And it's going to be on Game Pass, which I'm a huge advocate for. Not a sponsor, but I just think it's a great deal. I'm actually a little confused how Microsoft makes money off of it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Beats me, man. Subscription services are weird. They are weird. How is that a profitable... I mean, it has to be profitable because everyone's doing it. But Starfield's coming out. This is going to be a massive game. So we're going to take a moment to temper our expectations. Temper our expectations. It's going to be a massive game. Expect a day one hotfix. Expect a week one hotfix. Because you cannot physically test a game as thoroughly as you can as when it's an actual product because then you're taking your QA team from if you're rolling in the dough several hundred people to literally millions of users they're going to find the bugs right away like yeah. several orders of magnitude faster than your QA department ever could so we're going to temper our expectations. We're just going to expect there to be some bugs. Hopefully they're not game-breaking bugs. Let's cross our fingers, because that's 
bad. Well, that's and not we've, fun. we have gone on record many times to say that it's not okay to release a game when they have game breaking bugs still in there. These are not, uh, and these are not bugs that are like, oh, I can't believe they missed it. That was really, really like small. It's like, nope, these are really obvious things that they missed and yeah. they're bad and it makes the game <laughs> not fun. Yeah, like Cyberpunk definitely had a lot of like game breaking bugs. Like it, it, Cyberpunk 2077, 2077 wasn't playable when it came out. Um, another example that I can think of as kind of bad bugs was actually the launch of Borderlands 3. It had a bug where it was shutting off my Xbox. Borderlands 3 was one of the most disappointing game launches, and it ruined the game for me. I will not lie. I was so mad about Borderlands 3 because it was grindy, it was buggy, the story yep. wasn't compelling, and I was so salty. Oh, man. Yeah. Not happy about um, that one. And we, I mean, we played the crap out of Borderlands 1 and 2. It's one of the best co-op uh, RPG shooters of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the DLC is really, really fun. Um, but Borderlands 3 kind of missed the mark. I mean, well, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, was just not a good game. Uh, we, we don't need to talk about that. It. <laughs> We're talking 1 and 2, and then Tales of the Borderlands is actually a really fun game, too. Um, it's really weird, and I'm not used to that style of game, but yeah, it's cool. Uh, but we're going to move on. Do you want to talk about the next point, or do you want me to? Uh, go ahead. So recently, a game called Baldur's Gate 3 just came out, and it's been getting like a ton of love because it's the first... It's the closest approximation you can get to playing... Dungeons and Dragons in a video game. (laughs) I saw a guy who... There was a clip where a guy had to make a strength check because he wanted to kick a squirrel. And he rolls a nat 20. (laughs) And the squirrel turns into a cloud of red mist. It is a a hard M for mature. Because you can like you can bang whoever you want like it's if if you play a bard character and you're like i'm gonna seduce the dragon (laughs) this game is like seduce the dragon roll for it let's go let's see you do it let's see you dick down this dragon (laughs) guys i rolled a nat 20 i'm scared (laughs) (laughs) i'm scared or roll a nat one it's like you die (laughs) Or you roll just high enough where you succeed, but not well, so you're now a bottom. Yeah, it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) The dragon has decided to take your genitalia, remove it from your body, and wear it as a trophy around their neck. You survive the encounter because your constitution is high enough, but your whole party saw. (laughs) They cannot unsee. (laughs) Everyone makes a perception check and they pass. Uh, Oh, I love that. Everyone makes a wisdom check to to blot out this memory. Suppress, suppress it. Yeah, pretty much. Jam it down. Okay, but yeah, Baldur's Gate three looks really, really fun. Uh, It's not out on console yet, uh, and it looks like you need a pretty powerful PC to run it. Um, Sorry, Nathan. Yeah, you're right. That's a bummer sucks to suck for you i guess uh join our patreon because nathan's pc needs an upgrade oh my gosh it sucks so hard it's so bad 
it do, it does a good job with the the hardware that it has. Yeah, it's the heater that keeps my room warm right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Sheesh. Anyways, we also have some news coming out from Quantic Dream. Um, they've kind of been launching some new games recently, which is really, really good. Now, we are yeah. fairly skeptical here because we are excited about Star Wars Eclipse. If you guys remember a very, very, very long time ago, I think it was like pre-episode 10, we talked about Star Wars video games. We were super excited that we're coming out, hopefully in the future, and Star Wars Eclipse was one of the ones we're super happy to hear. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, we're hoping that with the release of some new games, Quantic Dream is going to be paying attention to Star Wars Eclipse. Um, Andrew, you have a note in here that says, looking at their job openings, so you've been doing some sleuthing. Um, you couldn't read between the lines, but you wanted to see what they were up to. So Yeah, I couldn't really tell if they've kind of geared things up as far as like looking at uh, where they're going to be for Star Wars development. Um, just to go through their games just really quickly... Um, Star Wars Eclipse is on the front page of their website, so Let's they go. are still like, hey, we are working on it. We haven't heard a single peep on this since we got that amazing trailer. It, we're not even clear if that... It's probably not even gameplay. It's just a cinematic trailer. We don't know. Since then, they've actually released one game called Under the Waves. They've also done a bunch of stuff with uh, Detroit Become Human, importing it and upgrading it. Um, that was a really well-received game that came out for the PlayStation. I never played it. I don't have a PlayStation. That hopefully will change one day. Uh, but they're also working on a game called Lisfanga, the Time Shift Warrior. Uh, it doesn't look like a AAA game. Not to say that it doesn't look pretty, but it kind of looks more like a, a turn-based game. Um, yeah, it's not going to be... I, I, I just don't think it's going to be AAA. It's coming out on Steam and Epic. It's coming out in early 2024. So that's technically still in development, but they're kind of wrapping up on it right now. And then another game that's actually coming out in early 2024 is Dustborn. It very much has a Borderlands-style feel to it. Uh, it doesn't have the same cell shading. It does have a very comic booky art style. I have no idea what this game is about. Uh, but that's another one that is going to be on all systems except Switch. Sucks to suck. But that, you know, that's in development as well. So they're working on a lot of stuff. So it's unclear as to whether or not Star Wars Eclipse is really getting any attention whatsoever. If I were to put my finger on it, I would say no, it's not. Uh, Quantic Dream recently moved into a new studio as well. So with the logistical things that are happening with them moving studios, they moved to a nicer one, by the way. They seem to be doing very well for themselves. Sweet. And the development and release of three games right now, it hurts my heart, but I don't think... I think the, the estimates of... Star Wars Eclipse coming in 2026 or later are probably more accurate than not. That's a kind of a bummer, but it is what it is. So I'm like, that's three years away. I could get into a lot of car accidents by then, you know? That's fair. I will hopefully have a new PC by then, so it's fine by oh, me. Yeah, I hope so. I hope I have a new PC by then. Might. Yeah. Anyway, we have one more one more piece of news from the Holonet on our th on our list today. Nathan, please talk about this one. Space Marine 2 got some gameplay footage released. Yes! And it was good. 
it wasn't just Ooh. like, hey, this is like, it's just like an overview with like music. It's like, it's actually a person walking you through some of the gameplay mm. and it's so good looking. They talk you through some of the health mechanics, the armor mechanics, different weapon features, fighting the Tyranids. They only go through a few different baddies, but they're like, hey, by the way, there's like 18 models of Tyranids on the tabletop. So let's see how creative they're going to get. But really, they only see Gaunts and Termagants and I th- maybe like one or two others, but it's really centering around the fact that the Imperium is at war with the Tyranids right now, um, High Fleet Leviathan, and mm-hmm. this is like, it is it is current to the story that is happening, and I'm super excited about that. That being said, they better not delay this game, because I'm going to be really upset if it gets delayed, because it looks awesome. And we've talked about this, but it has three-player co-op, and we're super excited to get our little gang of three together and play this, and ideally get some streaming done on this as well. Yes. So, it's going to be awesome. It is supposed to come out at the end of this year. If we see it move over into 2024, honestly, I'm going to be really sad. Um, Again, I know we just talked about like you, you're not supposed to release a game if it's not done. But I want it. Just give it to me. I want it. <laughs> give it to me. Pretty please. Love that. Please. All right, guys, we are sitting at just over the hour mark right now. So thank you guys so much for watching. Um, personally, I think this is really fun going live on Twitch and having the potential to see you guys in chat. So we would love to see you guys more around here. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Uh, Make sure every single one of you guys, if you guys have theories, leave them in the comments, post them right on the uh, screen so that way we can see them. If you guys are big fans of Warhammer like we are, make sure you guys share models, uh, pictures of your models with us on Twitter and Instagram and shoot us an email at talkabouttatooine at gmail.com if you guys have any questions you guys want featured on air. Remember, every single one of you is fantastic, beautiful, handsome and we love you so much again make sure to subscribe so that this video makes it into the feeds of others uh make sure you guys like it make sure you guys comment it and share it with your friends the more types of interactions you get the more it spreads around because there are certain algorithmic thresholds that we have to pass for our videos to even make it it doesn't matter how good the video is how much you guys really love the sound of andrew's voice If it doesn't make it past (laughs) certain thresholds, it literally doesn't go anywhere. So please help us out in that way, guys. Uh, And we launched a merch store. Um, We did that as well. So we'll be posting more on our Twitter about different merch items. We have our own logo now, which we're super excited about. Um, We had our professionally done logo. uh, So we're excited about all the new things that are coming your way. So we're going to have some nerd merch. Um, I don't know if we're planning on buying any of it ourselves. We'll see. We'll see. I'm Um, 100% going to upgrade, like add another hat or three to my collection we have a couple like of a lot hats of the on there stuff, that i'm really excited about a lot of the stuff that we're designing is stuff that we would want to wear um but if you have ideas for things you want to see let us know and we could probably develop something uh the we're kind of business receptive. model the kind of business model that we're running right now is not bulk order so it's not like we're going to be sitting on tons of inventory it's a made to order company that's going to be helping us produce our stuff um, as you can see, I don't have a t-shirt silk screening factory back here. Like, we're using a third party. Um, but they they make stuff to order. So, there's no bulk order. So, if you can imagine it, ask, and we can help you out. Absolutely. Until next time, everybody, may the force be with you.